0: and welcome to another episode of Tell Me About It. I feel like so many people have hit a wall these past couple weeks. With COVID still looming and everyone just reaching peak emotional exhaustion, everyone I talked to last week or the week before, whether it's my friends, my family, people I work with, everyone said the same thing, that they'd hit a wall in some capacity, and I agree. Maybe there's something going on with Mercury or in the stars that has us all feeling this funky, but just know it's not just you. I wish I had more advice, but I'm feeling it too. And sometimes just knowing other people are also feeling it makes it a little easier to give yourself grace and stomach that extra meltdown you had last night. So if we're having a bad day or a bad week, if we snapped at someone we love, if our depression is flaring up and it feels impossible to get out of bed, let's just try to remember to give ourselves a break for what we've all endured this past year. I know it's so much easier said than done. Trust me, I beat myself up about it constantly. Lord knows the world doesn't slow down when we feel like crap, but let's try to do what we can, when we can, to try to love ourselves a little extra. Let's order our favorite food, play our favorite song, watch a video we've seen a million times that we know will make us laugh, let ourselves cry if we need to, or be alone more than usual if that sounds good. We need to allow ourselves to melt into our people and our couch and our food and nothingness. And then we can wake up and begin again. Just knowing these feelings will pass and that we're all feeling it can make it a little more bearable and we can commiserate in this blah together. But now I'm gonna try to distract you from this blah feeling because distraction can be a wonderful thing. Today, you'll get to hear the conversation I had with none other than Pia Baranchini. Pia is a dynamo with what seems like endless strength and energy, and has this incredible ability to make you feel like you've just known her forever. She has this powerful ease about her and has truly the world's greatest laugh, which you'll hear many times throughout this episode. Pia is a force of nature and makes vulnerability and candor look easy, and as you can tell from her Instagram, nothing is off limits. Pia has been through it, especially in the past couple years, and her resilience is inspiring. We talked about what it feels like when everyone seems to be against you, when everything seems to be going wrong, and how to find strength when you feel like your world is falling apart. From fertility struggles to losing her father and her mother-in-law in in rapid succession, our conversation was expansive and enlightening, and I know you're definitely going to be able to see yourself in Pia's story. She also opens up about a well-meant clothing campaign that spun out of control on the internet and how she continues to build her brand in a forward-thinking way. Pia was born and raised in Pasadena, California, before moving to New York in 2005 to study design and management at Parsons. She had a successful blog called Fighting the War Against Blowing It, and was a photographer in New York before a two-year stint at People's Revolution. I know what all my fellow Hills fans are thinking, and yes, that People's Revolution. In 2010, she expanded her brand-building management, social media, and design during a five-year tenure at Reformation. Reformation. After accepting a job as a women's wear designer at Zara in Spain, she received a counteroffer from Revolve Clothing to launch her own namesake line, LPA. Pia is now the creative director of LPA, which launched in August of 2016. The line, which is a high-end contemporary women's wear brand, is sold all over the globe and has been seen on such celebrities as Madonna, Kim Kardashian, and Gigi Habib. Pia has been featured on the cover of the New York Times Style section and was the face of Glossier's body hero campaign. She is the host of Everything is the Best, the CMO of Giaia Kashmir with her husband Davide, co-founder of Baroncini Import & Co., and is currently setting up her namesake lifestyle website. As of our conversation, Pia is now six months pregnant and lives with her mother and her Italian husband Davide in a home that is seemingly overflowing with pasta and puppies in Pasadena. So, without further ado, here is Pia Barancini. Hi, Pia. Hi. Welcome on the show. Welcome <laughs> on the show. Thank you for coming on.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm honored.
0: Do you find like the beginning of these podcasts so awkward? Like, how do you yes. say hi and not too <laughs> <Yeah>. loudly?
1: Because and...
0: <laughs> uh-huh. it's like we've been talking for five minutes before this, and then I have to <laughs> say hi again, so it's very weird.
1: <laughs> well, first of all, again, congratulations uh, on your pregnancy. Thank you so much. You are six months,
0: right? Yes.
1: Yep. She's the size of a cantaloupe.
0: Oh my god! And it's a girl. So you know. yeah. Carmella. Oh my god! Congratu- oh. I love that. <laughs> Thank I love you. that my cousin's name is Carmela,
1: really? Yes, it was my husband's mother's name, and she passed away a year and a half ago, and we had all the we've had all the name options written down for like a year. and as soon as we found it, it was a girl. It was like, it has to be
0: it, yeah, Carmella. No, you have to, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: and it sounds beautiful. Carmela Barancini, It's like forget about it but, she, but now
1: i'm like oh my god it's tony soprano's wife's name
0: i th- i mean that is the first <laughs> but isn't that a great thing that was the first thing i thought of but i was like I isn't that amazing i think that's a great oh, thing
1: like oh man i just see those like big french tips
0: it fits it fits hey so you live in like a puppy pasta palace, <laughs> like truly.
1: I, I do. That's like, so funny because I just posted an Insta story of my husband eating pasta for lunch and the dog staring at him.
0: I, okay. So I, I truly feel like you live in a puppy pasta heaven, which is heaven. But yeah. I have to ask you because you live with your mom as well, like in your mm-hmm. old childhood home, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How does one make a baby? find the privacy and the time to make a baby in your house.
1: So the whole, that's a great question. Um, so my dad bought this house for nothing 40 years ago and it was one story. It was just the whole downstairs and my dad and mom were both married before. So my dad had three kids and my mom had one. So there was four kids getting combined into this three bedroom house. So my dad built an upstairs And the whole upstairs is a master bedroom. Oh. Because my parents were like, not to be weird, but like they were very sexual. And my dad and they were. How
0: lucky are you to like have that example?
1: Yeah. They like were always making out all over the place. Like he was always telling her how beautiful she was. And they were so in love until the very end. And so it's so funny because everyone's like, are you going to co-sleep? And I was like, I wasn't even allowed in my parents' room. Like this was their privacy. Right. So. So my mom and I, we have, it's very, it might seem weird. I mean, I don't have weird sexual stuff, so I can talk. But, like, <laughs> yes. I was conceived in this room, and so was oh my, my baby. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's, kind of beautiful. I love beautiful. that. It's yes. beautiful. I love it. It makes me so happy. So, I mean, there are moments, like, I remember one time we, it was, like, a Sunday night, and we... It was like, you know, I was drunk. We came upstairs. and I was like yeah. making out with my husband. And he was like, we just watched Sing downstairs with your mom. <laughs> I don't think we're going to fuck right now. I was like,
0: yeah. got it. Yeah. You're like, okay, noted. Great. Because yeah. I, okay. I have like a very weird thing about having sex in front of my dog. Like I find it really hard to do.
1: Yeah, and we get that question, too, because they're always around here.
0: Yeah, and then if you walk them out of the room, they're, like, clawing at the door. And I feel like men are much more capable of, like, blocking out that sound than women. Yeah. Like I, I'm just, like, I can't think of anything else.
1: Yeah, no, between the three dogs and my mom, it's definitely, like, not 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 like it was when we were first yes. dating in an apartment in Brooklyn.
0: Yeah, when did you meet him? How old were you?
1: Literally this month, five years ago. Wow. Wow. 2016.
0: Wow. And you guys went through your own relationship stuff to land you where you are now, yeah, right? Yeah, so like-
1: much stuff because he's staring at me. He just looked at me like... <laughs> he knows we're talking about him. <laughs> yeah, because we, we, we still talk about it all the time. I was like, what did you think about when you first met me? He's like, I had a great time, but he was on such a trajectory to go a completely opposite... Mm direction and so it was very weird because we would be together and it would get like too serious and then he would kind of be like wait this is never gonna work and put up a very smart boundary or like we would break up and I would be a wreck and like it was a mess and that happened a few times and then it kind of and then it was like constant and then it turned into all right well we're just gonna hang out and like maybe take the pressure off by like you know essentially like dating other people let's just do like a don't ask don't tell thing there was a weekend i went to new york and i arrived and he was kept being weird and he was like this is really hard like you come yeah. here and we have like a magical time he was and living then you... in
0: italy fully at the time
1: no he was in new york but going oh. back and forth he was working right. for an italian company and about to move there okay but he spent a lot of time so that long when he was in italy that long distance was so annoying and that weekend we were like, you know what? There's, I don't know how we're going to make this work. So let's just have one killer weekend. And we just have to, we can't talk to each other. Because basically we, I, we'd have these great weekends or weeks or two weeks. And then I'd come back and we would talk all the time. Mm-hmm. And then, or we like wouldn't, it was just so, we just kept getting like sucked back in. And then oh. I remember saying to my mom, like, okay, I'm going to New York. Like, obviously I'm going to stay with him and spend it. Cause I would go for work all the time. Yeah. And she'd be like, this is hard for you. I was saying this the other night we had people, our neighbors over for dinner. And I was like, it, I used to tell my mom, like I'm in a movie. Every second I spend with him feels like I am in a movie and I don't care if I'm about to have the biggest heartbreak in my life. It is completely worth it.
0: Wow. The, I wow. do not mind. Like, so you just knew, like you kind of just inherently knew.
1: It was just so amazing spending every second with him Yeah, that I thought, even if he does say like, or one of us decides this is not going to work, it was worth the pain.
0: Right. So how old were you five years ago when it first started? Like when you first met?
1: I was like uh, 29. Like how old are you now? I'm 34. You're 34.
0: Okay. So I want to kind of go into your 20s because I like talking to people about their 20s because I just feel like... When you ask people about their 20s, it's always an explosive answer because your 20s are just jam-packed with you, like, trying to figure (laughs) out who you are, like, just, as I say, like, throwing spaghetti at the walls, trying to see what sticks. Like, you're just kind of in this free-fall mode, and you're looking around you and thinking that everyone else has it more figured out than you do. Mm -hmm. And so I just really love talking about your 20s because I think we all feel... But how old are you? 27.
1: Oh, yeah. You're about to hit your Saturn return.
0: Oh, I'm in it.
1: It's already you? oh,
0: it's coming and I feel it. <laughs> it is intense. But it's great. Like welcome all sudden, to
1: the to the soon to be other side.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, my god. <laughs> I'm like, I almost did not make it out alive. (laughs) Truly, like my 20s were brutal. Like I just did. I mean, I'm still in them and I'm still floundering my way through. But yes, you're sad in return. I was like waiting on like the night before my birthday being like, fuck yeah. Okay, we're about to make it to (laughs) salvation. I'm so excited. But I want to ask you. Who was Pia at 25?
1: I was fucking wild. I was so crazy. I lived in New York. I was at, I lived on the Lower East Side or the East Village or like Little Italy in New York. I mean, I moved to New York when I was 18 and stayed there for almost 10 years. And I just, I was ripping around. I was sleeping with people. I was like drinking all the time. I was working on a million projects. I had a blog. I was a waitress. I was going out every night
0: yeah i feel like no one's 20s are like that anymore
1: at my 20s were listen i when i look back i see this like dark cloud of like some yes. shame and embarrassment <laughs> right <laughs> because i'm like oh god like i was that annoying girl at the bar because there was like this one bar when i was hanging out at and yes but you know i think I, there's a lot of girls that i grew up with who who moved to new york like after college Mm -hmm. and they all lived in the same building and and they were all best friends and I like moved to New York at 18 not knowing anybody Mm -hmm. and and then the the first boyfriend I had was like a pot dealing graffiti writer who went to art school with me so
0: genius I love that
1: everyone cool had these like weed delivery services and I remember um, what was really cool. It's like also fucking iconic because like the card was designed by this guy, this graphic designer who was like a graffiti writer writer's graphic designer named Espo, who like to me is like an icon. Steven Powers, his Instagram is incredible. Now he does like public works of art. And, like, he had designed the card for this, like, weed service. It was, like, the whole thing was, like, so funny. Everyone just had, like, their little hustle to get by. Yeah.
0: It's very ahead of its time, that weed service. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right? I know. It was, like, <laughs> and so, yeah, very ahead of its time. Now that thing would be worth a lot of money. So yeah. I I think it's it was very much a lot of, like, the story of, like, a Catholic school girl moving to New mm-hmm. York. I was mm-hmm. very... I had like barely given a blow job before right. I, I like right. I was a, a prude in high school and yes. then you know fell in love and was with this like crazy guy for a year and a half and and then really went through like a breakup you know I do it's just all this stuff it was like yeah. and I grew up I always tell my husband like I grew up watching sex in the city like the season right. finale was my senior right. year of high school
0: oh my god and he's like i grew up in italy that it was not the
1: same (laughs) yeah so like it really was like yeah this is the cool restaurant this is the cool bar this is the cool club that's the cool party and there and it was just fat it was so what you know what new york was at the time that i lived there which was fucking awesome and, and nowhere is like this anymore yeah it was all an equal playing field you don't know whose parent who had whose parents, who mm-hmm. was what? Nobody knew anybody's background. It, like how you dress didn't matter. Your bank account didn't matter. It was just like, are you cool? Are you hanging out? Are you fun to be around? Mm-hmm. Yes. And it was awesome. And like the parties that people threw were so so cool. I mean I just had so much fun.
0: I'm like it sounds so fun.
1: Yeah you'd be at a party and it would be like a guy who, like, sells weed from the Bronx who also is, like, cool and hangs out yeah. with, like, eight supermodels and then, like, that designer right. and then a bunch of college kids. Like, it yeah. was just really funny. It was like a movie. It was awesome. But I very much was, like, a chicken with my head cut off.
0: Yeah. So, like, I mean, it sounds like it was just fast-paced and, like, moving a mile a minute and just – yeah. It's just really unlike what it's like now. Like, there, it, you can't, even if you wanted to do that, you can't. It's just different.
1: Not fucking Instagram anymore, right. my That's God. what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you cannot be dancing... On a cop car with, you know what I mean? I mean, you should and can, but. Did you, I no posted one, a
1: photo recently. Someone was like, what, what are you? That's what I'm your... referring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's what am like, I stalked you. Don't worry.
1: I did my job. Yeah. There were, you'd see a cop car and it would be, and everyone had, you know, their point and shoot film cameras and everyone had like a really cool blog. And so yeah. you'd see those photos on a blog when like your film came back the next week, right. you know, and with no context. And, yeah. and, and it was just like a still image that like, who knows what that night could have been like until so the romance was there because it wasn't a video of exactly what was happening and who was there and what's being said and the whole
0: like the anonymity thing. of it it was like probably so freeing very in comparison to now
1: I felt very free
0: yeah what were you insecure about you know like what you were living this fast-paced life you have had incredible jobs you know but what were you when you were really feeling that 20 feeling what did it feel like
1: um I think a lot of it. I think the uh, Standard trifecta of like, are these people my real friends? Mm -hmm. Always some body dysmorphia, and then Mm -hmm. like, am I good enough on like a creative level? Because what Mm -hmm. also was really cool about being in New York and having that even playing field, it wasn't so much your background or like your power so much. Like your power came from what you were doing work wise, right? Which it should. It was like, oh yeah, I'm a waitress, but like, oh that person makes these cloaks, Mm -hmm. or like she does this really cool fucking art, like. Meryl, my friend who was a bartender at the Max Fish, like her whole apartment was filled with these sculptures that she would make that are insane. Like everyone was yeah. so interesting. And so, and the my body dysmorphia always was, I mean, I've always struggled with my weight. New York is cool was at the time because when I was growing up, it was very thin eyebrows spray tans mm-hmm. this is when like nicole richie and paris hilton and and britney spears were like on front of like every paparazzi it was yeah. like that girl yeah and and like everyone was shopping at kitson and whatever and then i would go to new york and it was like no makeup greasy hair mm-hmm. cut off shorts yep. like a baggy shirt and like those girls were the hottest yeah so it was very cool being like oh i can i actually can just be whatever yeah. i want here and it works
0: so like how did you navigate friendships at that time because i feel like you had a million friends like are you still friends with them now did you have a lot of friendship yeah. breakups in your 20s I yeah feel like-
1: totally because there's you know there's like your party friends yeah who you like get drunk with or like smoke weed with or do whatever drugs with and you talk all night and you're like oh my god i'm so in love with-. and then it's like yes no, you were just drunk in fact. Yeah, <laughs> you <Yeah>.
0: know exactly.
1: <laughs> not your real friend. Right. So I definitely had of people in my life like that where in high I was like, "Ooh, I don't think that person actually shares like my same morals and values or like
0: mm-hmm.
1: that person like wasn't there for me how I thought they were or like that mm-hmm. person was maybe saying something not nice about me." But so friendships
0: are hard, but relationships are where the real heart and soul of your twenties yeah. comes in, I feel <laughs> like. So can you kind of walk me through, you know, your life before this Italian stallion of yours, like <laughs> came and swept you off your feet?
1: I had three boyfriends in, in my life before I met him and they were all very different, very different. Can
0: you kind of tell me like what each of them had to teach you? You know, like what you had to learn from each The of them?
1: last one, I still don't know. The last one I think <laughs> And I really don't know what the point of that was. I think it was like a time placeholder. Yeah. And then like the other two boyfriends I had were just like these like intense. I'm a Scorpio. And it was just like Mm -hmm. whirlwind crazy, like not based in any sort of reality, desperate heartbreak. But there was like Mm -hmm. a lot of years in between where I was single and I just dated everybody and did whatever I wanted.
0: Yeah. So would you consider yourself a relationship girl?
1: I think I have a perfect combination of both because I have had three, you know, at least one year stints through my 20s where I was in a committed, serious relationship with with chunks of of big time in between to like really be a single person.
0: It sounds like you had a great time. I'm like, what the fuck were my 20s? Like, I've been in a relationship for six years. I'm like, I'm going to live vicariously through your 20s. God damn it. It's like, Jesus.
1: My husband and I definitely, he has done a lot in his life. And we both, I think that weekend that we decided to be together. Yeah. We were like, we're never going to be like, we're like, this is our last weekend. And the weekend was so good that we decided we were like in the bathtub and we were both like, okay, well, we can't, we got to be together.
0: Yeah. this is it. And
1: we decided we would get married. That was in September. And he proposed in December. Wow. We've done it all. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. I don't need to go to one more party. There's like not one more person yeah. I need to sleep with.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, like I lived.
1: I was like, I'm totally ready. To be like a wife and have you be my only person.
0: That's so nice that you'd like really exhausted. We talked your, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that you'd both done that, you know. Like I feel like if one person had fully lived out their twenties and one person hadn't, it wouldn't be the same, you know. It wouldn't.
1: And it just someone. happened that way for us. And every scenario is so wildly different. But you know, I think everyone's journey is completely different. And like, I'm very proud of every. Decision I've made and where I am. But Mm -hmm. you know how he grew up, he's like, I wish I met you in high school and you've been my girlfriend this whole time. Right. And I'm like, it's pretty chauvinistic. I'm like, but (laughs) uh, no, it's chauvinistic. He wishes that I had like only ever been with him. Yeah, that's
0: amazing. (laughs) So he like doesn't love to hear about your sexcapades and other adventures. We
1: like now at this point can joke about it or Yeah, now that he's knocked you up and I always ask him questions. (laughs) It's time to delivered. Yeah. I love asking him questions and he won't he'll be like, why? in God's name should I ever tell you that but I'll be like yeah. what's the craziest things that one did you when you were having sex it's like sex? masochistic
0: to ask and then you're I like I love it love I don't. It. it doesn't bother me <laughs> that's good he was I'm shaving
1: like, the other day and I was like you've forgotten a girl's name when you were having sex with them before yeah I'm just assuming and he was like oh yeah yeah and I was like how do you recover from that like what did they say <laughs> and he was like oh you know it's like we're having sex so you can't it's not, right, we're, you we're just gonna stop on. yeah <laughs> yeah
0: that's amazing so, what would you say? Like, are the biggest differences between who you were at twenty five through twenty seven, or whenever you're sad and return the whole thing, and who you are now?
1: I think just an overall feeling of self awareness and then confidence.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I solved like tons of insecure stuff, but now I'm like, I'm just like mm, that. Like, it takes it like takes a lot to really bother me at this point because I've been through so much shit. Where before I'd be like. <gasps> Right, like every room you
0: walked into, you were like terrified, constantly just like classic. Well, no,
1: I'm never like scared of walking into a room, but more so just like, is that person saying something? Like caring about what other people think.
0: Right, and you feel like you do that less so now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think about that ever. What do
0: you think made like change that for you? I mean,
1: it's just not a way to live.
0: Yeah, you just couldn't anymore.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just, and it's like, I'm just over here. I'm also like, I've been through so much. I feel like at a young age, my mom even said that last night, she like hugged me and started crying. And she's like, I'm really proud of you. Like, and you've like been through a lot. And she's like, and your dad would be so proud. And she's like, you work really hard. I see you making tough decisions about work stuff to make the right choices. And what you put out is really good. And she was, just, and I was like, "Thank you." And and that's me being in my 30s It's just being like.
0: Did your parents tell you that, like, growing up, Did they like tell you they were proud of you all the time? Yeah. Yeah, that's so nice.
1: I was really close with them. Did yours?
0: Um, yeah, I just felt like the caliber—they're so much better at it now. You know, like now they say it, but I just felt like the caliber was always so high. So I don't know how much of it was like my own. Yeah thinking that they didn't think that, Mm -hmm. you know, or like that, you know, I just, but I definitely think like when I have kids, I really want to say I'm proud of them all the time. Cause I just feel like the world is fucking hard enough
1: on you. I, my pair, I mean, I, my mom was like a Danish immigrant who like didn't go to college and was a house. like, so I, the, like, she was just like, wow, you went to New York, you know, like, we went right. to New York for the first time together. Right. <clears throat> it's right. like, it's not comparable. So, so she would totally be like, oh my God, like, oh, that's live so in sweet. New York? Like, what's yeah. it like? You know, like, there are times, it started at a younger age where I, when she would come to New York, especially where I felt like her mom. Mm. Oh,
0: that's
1: so- just because she's like so sheltered, like, she's just yeah. so, she's so pure.
0: She seems like an <laughs> (laughs) incredible woman you must have so many amazing stories in that house like I just wish you guys would film it I mean you do I do think
1: this should be a Nancy Myers. I think I think the concept of him having to move in here adapt to Pasadena life completely there's I was like this is like I would love to write this script and have Nancy Myers, my dream woman make that movie
0: I know she I mean and have the interior design of the house yeah of course
1: Yeah. Meryl Streep played by my, or my mom plays by Meryl Streep. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. Are you half Italian?
1: Yeah. My dad was Italian. I'm
0: half Italian too.
1: What's your other half?
0: Uh, Like Irish, you know, Norwegian, that kind of (laughs)
1: whole
0: You know, that nonsense. I recognize only my Italian side. Yeah. I'm like very ashamed that I'm only half. I don't know if that's PC to say, but...
1: (laughs) Well, my, we've realized that a lot with him living here. How proud American Italians are of their Italian heritage. Like, yes, he's really confused by American people saying they're Italian. He's like, but yeah. you don't speak Italian. You don't. Yeah, you're
0: like not Italian at all. I'm, but I'm like, but I grew up that way. You're yeah. Italian. No, but now you're making up for it. Now you're fully. Yeah, y- you're very Italian. <laughs> now
1: I have to deal with the pasta and the football and the yes. non-speaking the God language bless. when I'm there.
0: So back to like figuring out who you were, when did you feel like you were first really comfortable in your skin?
1: I mean, that's a weird question to ask a pregnant person. Because, <laughs> 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 because right now I'm like <sighs> Like, like I don't never. even recognize yeah. my own body. And I'm now the scarier part is being pregnant. cute. Right. Cause I'm like, you know, right. everything I put on, he's like, look at you. And even yesterday we like, I was like, I'm out of clothes. And so I ordered a bunch of <laughs> yeah. LPA stuff, but I needed yeah. like button downs. Yes. So we like went to Zara and mm-hmm. he was like, look at my little pregnant wife, like trying on her like XL shirt. Like it's cute. But now I'm like, what is afterwards gonna be like
0: yeah, yeah like
1: what's my stomach gonna look like you know these are and and it's such a weird thing that nobody talks about mm-hmm. because you really and because your body essentially is just a vessel and what it's doing yeah. is fucking incredible and it really has nothing to do with my daughter I don't of I have course. no feelings of her about her like I'm like of course I'll do this a million times but yeah. Like, whoa. Yeah, like- tell me.
0: Tell me as a, as someone who's never experienced it.
1: I mean, it just, you know, as someone whose weight is like fluctuated 30 to 50 pounds since she was 12 and yeah. was in like a good place, it was like, ah, oh, I hit my spot. I feel good. Right. Then I gained a bunch of weight before I got pregnant because I thought I was going to have to do IVF. And so I was on birth control and DHEA yeah. and all the, and drinking a lot because of COVID and was like yeah. at a, one of my heavier weights right. and wasn't trying and was going to spend three months just like doing therapy getting into a good place working out getting fit and that's when I got when I wasn't trying is when we got pregnant right it's just a life lesson like you can't control anything and ultimately it doesn't fucking matter and that I was happy
0: yeah that's probably why you got pregnant
1: (sighs) is why I got pregnant so it's funny because I'm not like mad at like bounce back culture by any means because I'm so happy for these women who And it's so cool. I'm like, wow, your body looked like that two weeks ago. And now you look like that. Like, good for you. But then the other end are like these granola-y Instagrams that are like very, you know, here's a post-pregnancy body. And with like, you know, and that's like, those are images that people are not used to seeing. Right. So there's really no middle normal stuff. Yeah all of my friends who've been pregnant, who I'm close with have never struggled with their weight before. And they're like, Oh, you just bounce back. Like, you know, you lose 30 pounds automatically from breastfeeding and oh then you have to God. work a little hard to get like the 10 or 15 pounds off and like, yeah. and then you're fine again. And I was like, but that's never been that. That's not going to be my story. It's never been my story. So, so I'm just like on a ride that I don't, I don't know where right. it's going.
0: No, my, I was saying that, you know, to my mom one time, I think I was talking about someone who bounced back so quickly and It looked completely unattainable. And she was like, just so you know, we get fat. She's like, no, 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 we get fat. We get stretch marks. We get fat. She's like, I'm just telling you now,
1: don't have that expectation for yourself. So my mom was 127 pounds when she walked out of the hospital after having me. (laughs) 127 pounds is my thinnest. I have to be like, yeah, I wasn't even I was more than that when I got married. And I was at my favorite weight. So right. I have no one I can talk to about Yeah, you're like, great, sweet. <laughs> but that's great that your mom said that because it's just not – it's good. Like, yeah. you have a person – and I'm sure your mom was like, and you'll be fine afterwards, you know?
0: Yeah, she was like, you know, it just takes a little while. And she, I was <laughs> like, so what would you do? She's like, I – hiked every day with two kids on I was like okay now that's just not going to be mean, that's just like too that's unattainable for
1: me I hiked every day I was with like, two kids dropped to my so yeah. I had 50 pounds of weight <laughs> yeah oh I was like, my oh, god so that sounds easy
0: that sounds exactly like <laughs> what I want to do so can you kind of walk me through your pregnancy process like how did you get here
1: well i thought it was going to be so easy
0: that's what we all think.
1: And I was speaking so naively all the time, like, oh, well, we're going to try next month. So she'll probably be, you know, we're going to try. We'll start next month. So nine months from now or from then is this date. And, and I had a couple of friends who were like, eh, don't think like that because it can yeah. take a while. And then I had other friends who were like, oh, yeah, totally. Like, we got pregnant so easy. So... it's it's just so that's why I like really advocate for women now to do like a modern fertility test or something Mm -hmm. just so you know if there is anything that you can do to make it easier for yourself later
0: when do you think you should do that I'm like asking for a friend
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would do that now you're 27 yeah I would do that now okay because I'm sure you're not going to want to have kids for years, but, like, what, what if... But what if,
0: exactly.
1: You know what I mean? Like, what if, uh, in a random off chance, your egg count is low and you can totally do a few easy things that are prevented to... I mean, why yeah. not?
0: Yeah. No, definitely.
1: I think that IVF doctors are a miracle and a godsend, and I think that yes. IVF doctors are also fucking money-making machines who make you feel like your body doesn't work and it's fucked up. Yeah. And. Um,
0: did you meet both kinds of those doctors like yeah your journey
1: yeah and so i very much we tried and then i got pregnant and miscarried it like a very normal you know like eight weeks which is mm-hmm. like a little bit over like the normal time
0: but just enough time for you to get super excited about it yeah eight weeks is a them.
1: long time to be totally. pregnant Totally. you know to totally. think you're having a child, totally. especially when like my dad died and his mom died. And we were like, this will be easy for us. They're going to send right. us our like little angel child. Right. Like God, we deserve that to us. Yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of name. And then after that, everyone, and it's true for the most part, according to doctors and science that you are more fertile post miscarriage. And so Mm. everyone was like, try right away. And we did. And Mm -hmm. it took like another eight months. It was like a really long time. And then I had a IVF doctor tell me I would, I could get pregnant on my own and I would never stay pregnant. And then I'm old. And that, (sighs) I to think that I'm would be having my first kid at 34 is scary considering I want two or three and so I'm gonna need to my do IVF. My mom had me at 40. Fuck my that. mom had me at 37. Yeah. I know I was like are you kidding me so so that it made me spiral so we were going to totally. do IVF and I had this gut feeling that that was not my journey and I started listening to Alisa um, Vitti and like Amy Raup is so great and very and women Mm-hmm. Which is nice. I don't, you know, it's nice to have a female fucking doctor. Yeah. And gathered a lot of very helpful information that like right. perhaps the fact that I was intermittent fasting every day. Right. Like was fucking up my hormones. And right. same thing with like HIT workouts nonstop. And yeah. you know, that like keto diet. Go, going extreme keto was probably not good for my fertility either so i just listened to what the two of them said yeah and started taking coq10 and prenatals mm-hmm. and like just yummy supplements to get my body all good and i was eating just so well and and then i was like i'm gonna just do this for three months and then we'll try then that was weird because then all of a sudden we were having sex for fun and for like a year before it was are you ovulating Okay, what day do you start? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we should have sex probably two days before you start ovulating so the sperm is already in there. That'll take the fun right out of it. And we would do it like champions and love each other and still yeah. enjoy it. But it was very yeah. much, should we fuck one more time before this in this cycle? <laughs> like it was those. I think I could go- use a little more sperm in me. <laughs> yeah. Literally. And then like our first night just where we like organically had beautiful sex after I made him pasta for the first time I got pregnant.
0: And watched Sing. <laughs> just yeah, with mood. my mother and yeah, all the just dogs. To really set so, so, do you think like there are things now, or do you think everyone's journey is so different? But, like, are there things now that you'd be like, don't do that if you're trying to get pregnant?
1: I think that you should like talk to someone. You mm-hmm. know, I think that when I stopped, and I, here's the common denominators I've heard from a lot of women mm-hmm. that cutting down on caffeine can help. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking it now that I'm pregnant, but I yeah. had was, and that cycle sinking or like cutting down on high intensity workouts and starting to eat breakfast like those like, just no
0: problemo that sounds yeah great. and there's yeah.
1: another book called it starts with the egg that that is all that same information that basically Lisa Vitti and Amy Raup will tell you these are the supplements you should start taking you know yeah. just easy stuff and I think just like having the confidence and the like love of yourself like that I, yeah you're fine there's nothing wrong yeah. with you and that, like,
0: did, did you ever swing to the other side of the spectrum? Did you ever, in those eight months between your miscarriage? Yeah, it was. I'm broken.
1: Pregnant. I'm not working. Like, yeah. I remember my one of my best friends lives around the corner from here, and she has two kids. And and then our other friend came over that we grew up with, and she was pregnant with her second while we were there. And mm-hmm. I had was like on my fourth glass of wine, mm-hmm. and was just like, Ugh, <laughs> like. <Aww. laughs> Yeah. I don't work.
0: And it yeah. was a lot of
1: like, everything's easy for everybody. Like, you know, I'm yes. the financial provider for my mom and my husband. It's a lot right. of pressure. It was just like... Do you think you that guys contributed are contributed
0: to like your stress?
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Right. And so it, like, uh, you know, my bitterness that like... I had to pay for my own wedding and I had to pay for my own college and now I can't just get pregnant and like I'm doing all these things and being around people where everything was really easy for Mm -hmm. you know quote unquote easy Mm -hmm. in that moment I was just like what the fuck like where is my but then it's like that sounds so privileged and like proudy and entitled anyway because I'm not at
0: all no but I just because I wonder so many people go through that, you know, and it's so lonely. Like, did you have anyone story to reference that like gave you hope, or that didn't make you feel like it shit? was a lot
1: of like strangers on Instagram being like, "I got pregnant when I stopped trying." Yeah, like you know, and yeah. and really those like motherly figures of like Elisa and Amy just being like, "You will get pregnant, right? right. It is going to be fun. Like hearing like a grown ass doctor who's yeah. a woman tell you that is just like. <sighs> you know, and even that, the, the, you know, the other pendulum being you don't work and you're going to need to like go into debt to like create these embryos that like might not take once they're implanted, like that whole thing to me, it was just like, how am I going to afford this? Yeah. And the emotional toll that process was going to take. And right. And then I got pregnant and when I started feeling sick I was like, "How the fuck am I going to be able to work and have a kid?" <laughs> and that was a whole other level, right, of me being scared shitless on the other side.
0: So, like, how has that manifested itself throughout the whole process?
1: I feel good now that I'm in my second trimester, but nobody really talks about how the first trimester is like. What well, it feels like? It feels like I went to a party and mixed mm-hmm. a bunch of different alcohols together, Ooh. and like smoked a two packs of cigarettes and like did some (laughs) drugs and then got on a red eye (laughs) Oh! and then got off the red eye in the morning and had to go to work that's how i felt in the first
0: trimester i'm like that just took me (laughs) right back like that sounds horrific
1: like i want to eat everything i don't want a single thing i feel good now i'm sweating i want to puke i don't want to puke And there are women
0: working, you know, like doing physical labor, you know, like... Yep. Working uh, in warehouses, working at fast food restaurants,
1: working as waitresses. Like... Right. Yeah. So honestly, also on the weird like side note, I was kind of like, because I have a girlfriend who's pregnant right now and and working. And she was saying me being pregnant during the pandemic and having to wake up and work from home, I think was Mm -hmm. almost... had a weird harder moment just, she's saying that her going to work is distracting her from the feeling Absolutely. of feelings like you know when you're hungover and you're doing stuff and you kind of forget you're hungover yes
0: completely i no, was you just, just have to sit sitting
1: here like focus and and opening my laptop and being like how the fuck am i supposed to do anything i would just cry <laughs> yeah. and then i had was having these hormonal moments where i was like but then what happens when she's here right and i'm in a meeting and she starts crying or, right. like, I haven't slept all night, and I have, yeah. like, an 8 a.m. Zoom thing, and, like, then I'm not, like, and how am I supposed to prepare? Like, it started all... Yeah. And I was, I was saying to my husband, like, and then what if she's a brat? What <laughs> yeah. if she's, like, a, an asshole? What if she's, like, a little entitled yeah. brat? Right. Like, I was just, like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah. we are... What did we do? And he the was, like... The what ifs are just He terrifying. was, like, you are just on a roller coaster that yeah. I am not on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's like, I don't want to go on, so please don't make me go he on He was this like, video. you should
1: really talk to someone. And like, because he's like, what you're saying is like very negative and it's scaring me. And I was like, oh, sorry, okay.
0: Are you more of the panicker worrier in the relationship? We switch off. Okay, that's beautiful. I feel like that's what's-
1: best. Last week I wasn't sleeping. And then last night he did like a- <sighs> and I was like "Mm, the anxiety and he was like yeah it's here
0: yeah it doesn't take you too much time being in America to feel that anxiety (laughs) I think I like gave my boyfriend anxiety by osmosis just by being next to me all the time and me having crazy anxiety I think I've just given it to him
1: he's like it's all just like all the things and what if it doesn't work and I was like doesn't matter babies bring luck it'll be fine
0: it's true it's true it'll all go it'll all I mean, what am I saying? I don't know shit, but you know <laughs> what I mean? But I feel like it'll be fine. I feel like it always works out, you know, and you'll stumble. Your Everything
1: always works out. Yeah. It'll be fine.
0: But how long did it take you to accept this pregnancy and like not get so, not accept, but just not be terrified that you were going to miscarry again?
1: Well, uh, yeah. Thank you. Because I'm like, whew. so Emily Oster has a book that's really great and in it it says that before six weeks, pregnancies are considered chemical and not clinical. Mm-hmm. And that really made me feel less alone in that miscarriage because it made yeah. me realize how common it is. Yeah. And so It was really like, you know, after six weeks, it's just like the numbers just drop, drop, like the percentage of miscarriage just drops when you hit these like week marks. And at 12 weeks when we found out what the sex was, I said to the doctor, like, do I announce this or am I still? And she was like, it's like a 3% chance.
0: Okay. So then you were finally like.
1: She's like the heartbeat, the size, like the whole thing. This is like the time when a lot of, and I was like, okay. And then it's just a lot of positive thinking, visualizing her being here, buying the stuff. I mean, anything could happen, but it, but I definitely was like, I'm not going to be fearful. I'm going to lean in and spend this time excited.
0: Right. I think that's like a beautiful attitude to, you know, to reach. But when, you know, when you were in the throes of like between I'm I, I always tell people I'm like I keep bringing you back to like a hard time because that's just what <laughs> no, I, I, I do, do it. But, no but like when you were in the throes of between the miscarriage and actually getting pregnant what are some things that you can tell people not to say to like what are, what are the least helpful things to say to people that are going through that
1: I think it was you know I remember calling the IVF doctors nurse and I and I was crying to her because I was like i just want to get pregnant on my own again and she was just like it's just not like maybe you might but it just won't stay and you know i had your same numbers and now i have three kids via idf and and i was like okay And like having that negative talk in my head, it fucked me up so much that I said, I'm not doing this for three months. And that's when we got pregnant. That was like, I totally was so upset and emotional and hormonal and defeated that I Mm -hmm. couldn't even think about having a child. I wanted my life back. Right. So So is your
0: advice like when you are shopping for doctors, basically like to keep trying for like a doctor that has a positive bedside manner. Yes.
1: Yeah. More than anything. Cause even the OB that I had before this with my miscarriage was the nurse on the phone and this nurse at this place is still on the phone is still, I'm like, you need to fucking be nice, but it's really yeah. like, you know, it's, it's a lot of information. Everything's really, can be very scary. And so mm-hmm. you just want a doctor that feels really comfortable. And my doctor totally. now, when I met her for the first time, I started crying cause I was like, you're my person. Yeah. He's like, you're my savior, thank God. And when I talk, and now I have a midwife. And when I first talked to her, I was like, you're my person. And they love, and they're a teen, like now they talk and like they're learning from each other and they're probably going to end up being like this weird, awesome birth duo. That'll help a lot of people. That's
0: amazing. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. So do you feel like confidence comes naturally to you? Yeah. do you you feel like it's like can be learned or do you think that it's just I feel
1: like it can be learned but I feel like you really need to be understanding that a lot of things are very hard for most people and that confident people take like don't really take a second to think about like how hard it is for most people to like get through the day Mm -hmm. that like a lot of human interaction or like Reading out loud in class when you're little, or like raising your hand or yeah. answering a question, or like standing up to have to do a speech, like all those things make people want to die. And for me, I would be like, "Oh, I'll go first. <laughs> yeah, you know.
0: But that's nice that you have the like the empathy for people that it's not as easy for.
1: Oh yeah, you have to. You know? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, dev- or else you're a serial killer. But <laughs> what, what's something that like in the past five years? really knocked your confidence or that shook you up a little bit
1: i mean like getting canceled yeah probably because the internet was like such a positive place for me Ugh. that like seeing it turn on the other side for things yeah. that like i was being accused of that like were false like and not being able to s- stand up for it because you are not allowed to talk
0: yeah because there's like legal shit involved right
1: no but you can't No, like, if you try to defend yourself, yeah, yeah, nobody cares about that story.
0: Right, right. There's only room for the loudest voice, which is the most negative voice.
1: Yeah. So that really, that took me up until recently to recover from. Because I was so, like, if my intentions are so good Mm -hmm. and I... I'm so sure I'm doing something so positive because Mm -hmm. I've been on the receiving end of being called horrible name, you know, fat growing up and working in fashion. And if I'm trying to, if I'm in this space and using my platform to make, to do something good and have gathered great people to do this with me, how the fuck could it go wrong? Like just from like an energy standpoint, like I was just like, God, even after like my dad dying, I was like, this was his time. Like I had more right. sense in like death than I right. had in like something like that happening. I, I I still don't know what that was for. I don't know. I, I like I'm. It's even more of a betrayal because like you share so much with these people, like with
0: you know your fans and everything, and they know you so well. You know, or like people that follow you. Well, those people
1: were very much like, "We got you. You're fine." Oh, good. It's strangers who are so excited to see someone. Like I remember watching some guy's Instagram, and he's like, "We've all known for a long time that P is the worst," and I was like, "You definitely didn't know who I was before this. I'm not fucking famous. You know, like you don't know that you are." Saying something, you have just made up a whole thing to have a little shtick on your Instagram. You were not following me. You have no clue about. Like, and I was like, who? So and so that is soul crushing because you see the dark side of humanity, and it is very hard to understand how people can act or think like that. Yeah. And then on top of it, what else is really crazy? is like the lack of journalistic decorum the lack mm-hmm. of context the lack of real conversation and then on the flip side is that my sales always go up and so the same person who's like go die is like oh that top is cute yeah <laughs> god because it- i've checked i've looked yeah. at people's names and i've looked to see if they've purchased anything that's
0: amazing so they literally are on one hand being like all high and mighty and punishing you yep so, like, just take me through that. Even from day one to day five, could you, like, how do you cope with things? Like, me, I, I take to bed. Like, I don't know if it's good or bad. I didn't I'm have like really a
1: chance deep. because it happened. I landed in New York on the red eye with the product to go live with it on each girl who had had submitted the quotes for the yeah. sweat turrets. So they were supposed to launch with each woman With her face next to those words. Right. So it happened an hour after I landed. So I'm in the lobby of a hotel room and this is happening. I don't even have a room to go into because my room wasn't ready until three and it was like eight in the morning.
0: Yeah. How did you hear about it?
1: The internet just started. My phone just started. It it was like one Instagram account. And I wrote back to her and was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not even supposed to be an image that exists. Like, where did you find that? Like, that's... And then it was like, okay, how do we fix this? This will be fine. This will be... And then within hours, I mean, I just... And then my friend who worked at the hotel where I was staying and, like, it was literally tequila and coffee all day. Like...
0: What a blessing that you had them.
1: And then I had a girlfriend. One of my best friends from L.A. was in New York. And I was like, you can't leave me. And, like, the PR team, like, some PR girls that I know who were helping me happen to be in New York for another... So I just, like shot of tequila to like cool my nerves and then coffee so I could focus and make informed decisions. And, and then that same day, my husband called me and and my wedding was supposed to be a month from that day. And my husband called and said, my mom is dying. We have to cancel the wedding. We need to go to Italy now. So then it was calling the wedding planner, sending out an email to everyone saying that the wedding was canceled uh, like wow. making sure I wasn't losing deposits, just being like, we're just gonna move this. Right. And then getting on a plane, like quickly trying to figure out how to get to Italy. And he had this, he also had applied for his green card. Mm-hmm. So he's not supposed to leave the country. So we then, so I land back in LA, had to get all this paperwork, had to finish the last of my savings account on a lawyer to come with us downtown to beg a clerk to give him 30 day lee emergency leave out of the country oh my God. to go there and like sit by her hospital bed for right. two weeks. And he right. stayed there for 30 days. So I'm like in a hospital looking at my mother-in-law who is like, we have this like weird relationship where we could talk without talking and she's holding my hand and she's like one day you're gonna get pregnant and then and was like all of a sudden like spewing all these stories because of course subconsciously she knew she was dying even though she didn't know she was dying so I'm trying to soak that up and then like opening my phone and people being like you should die
0: bullshit yeah it's like you're being faced with like a real problem and then this nonsense is going so i
1: think that was a blessing because i truly life was put in into perspective in a really intense way
0: i'm really curious about that because you know, when two people are in a relationship and their lives are kind of falling apart or they're both having big, significant losses or going through shit at the same time, it can be really fucking hard. You know, like well, your husband's yeah. like grieving and you're grieving his mother as well, but he's grieving. And then you're have, like, did you feel like, oh, I can't share this with him because it's so inconsequential compared to what he's going yeah. through? Yeah, there was
1: one day that I was like, I'm going to go outside. Like, i there's smoking sections in the hospitals in italy and i was like i'm gonna have a cigarette like i don't care god bless
0: you fuck it and
1: i like opened my phone and it was like another you know some other thing it was just and i started crying and my brother-in-law found me and he speaks a little bit of english but they don't how am i supposed to explain to them that canceled is like what like because also Italians don't act like that they don't it's just like such an American thing to like so and then he like grabbed Davide and Davide was getting really mad a lot of the time because he was like these this is so un this is so wrong Mm -hmm. that he was like, you shouldn't care about this. That was our only where I was like, you don't understand. Like where he was like, this is so, and anyone who would make a comment, like that's not nice is like so insignificant. Like he was just like, you're, you shouldn't, none of this should be able to touch you. Right. And I was like, what kind of fucking person do you think I would be if none of this affected me? Then it's like, okay, we're in Italy and we had, you know, you have to leave the hospital at a certain time and then we would just like go have these dinners and it was so crazy because we would like be sitting at dinner in this place it's like so beautiful and we would be like god like i love you so much and like i cannot believe your fucking mother is dying i can't believe my dad just died i can't believe i'm going through this and we would just like get up from the table and like slow dance (laughs) Because there was just like nothing else to do, you know, and it was just like, listen, and I was like, I don't know, like he couldn't work. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to work again. And so like, maybe we'll have to go home and sell the house and live in a box. But like, at least we have each other it was it just doesn't get any more like it was like what's left and and like and i'll tell you this and i said it the other night and i and i hate to say this but i really mean it and this is what's so dangerous about these accounts if i had not had him and i was living alone in this house with my mo- with my widow mother who is still crying constantly over my dad after watching my dad drop dead i i there is a large percentage i would have killed myself
0: right no it's that it is that dark and that serious
1: because it was to have people tell you you should die every day at some point you just go i should die
0: yeah i should just die
1: and so without him i totally i don't know if i i would have just been like this isn't even worth it i still think about it every day do you really? Mm hmm. Less so since I've been pregnant because yeah. there's a child inside of me and that takes precedence. Right. right. <laughs> like I'll be like, oh.
0: Did you struggle with any mental illness ever before this? And did it bring
1: out any anxiety or depression? or? Yeah, I've always had anxiety. I- I'm lucky that I have conquered like the severe anxiety and depression that I had when I was younger because I had the tools mm-hmm. in my little toolbox. Yeah. To, like, self-soothe. So important. And because I had a a fiancé, I couldn't self-destruct, which is what I would have done. Mm -hmm. I would have probably gotten, like, very intense with alcohol and, like, gotten a Xanax prescription from a therapist. And it just got, got, like, very dark and weird.
0: Totally. Because it's just, besides Davide, who sounds like what everyone needs in a terrible (laughs) situation, to, to slow dance, like... That's part of the that's part of the Nancy Meyer movie we're making, by the way. Of your life, like that, is just the most beautiful scene, and like, and I can picture it. But like, what got you through it? You know, like, what did you learn about yourself, like, through this?
1: I think it was really hard. That whole concept of me being like It's not like I like Called someone a name 10 years ago And was yeah. like oh I regret Like I haven't yeah. I like fuck someone's husband Like right. it wasn't like a thing that I did It was like wait this was supposed to be that And and how did it turn into this And
0: it had such incredible intentions You know it was Like totally. truly someone took five seconds to listen to you Five seconds Yeah
1: That's why like Elle magazine did a big article about it Like six months later And they were like this is wrong Like what happened was very wrong Yeah So that's why it took like i think like a longer time but i truly think it was only because there were so many other like high intensity things that had happened between like my dad and his mom and Mm -hmm. him and having him that is like that's like what got me through it like if i was like single and like living in my little studio apartment in venice and was like going home alone every day i don't know that it would have ended in a positive way or that I would have like, but you know, also what's crazy is like, then you turn your phone off and it just kind of like, if you just don't look at your phone, you're like, Oh, it doesn't exist. And then that, that really was the beginning of me being like, "Mm, there is a dark world. And the same people who are saying this shit online in real life are, are like kissing my ass really intensely. Mm -hmm. So, It was kind of just having to have this like interesting perspective on like human nature. Yeah. You know, I'll say in a really weird way. And then just being like, okay, like, you know, work didn't stop. Like, I have Mm -hmm. to keep working and I have to keep doing what I'm doing. And, and you know i have to fucking pay bills and keep living so yeah. you just do and then you know but it still didn't it's still hard for me and i still will be in the shower and it'll just be like Ugh, like you know yes like it's like a weird like world war Two fucking shudder. flashback yeah yes. which is a horrible thing to compare it to my god how insensitive of me but no
0: but it just makes you physically shudder at the thought
1: it'll like, just hit me out of nowhere and i'll be like <gasps>
0: Shame is great like that, isn't it? Shame will just get you.
1: And I feel bad, so bad for like anyone that I like hurt because I was like, Mm. this was supposed to be the opposite of that. Like, you seem
0: like that person though. Like, that's what's so crazy is how can you get turned into like this? It was so weird
1: to me. And 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 I think like you know, living in here and like working really hard and like feeling the breeze of like you know like looking at this house and being like my dad worked so hard to like get this house and like i'm gonna work just as hard to save this house too Mm -hmm. you know i'm trying to buy it so my mom can have some money like you know like all those things are just like okay you just gotta keep going you know and and like and then you know it's also then people show up like then you know people who are really wonderful or people who you'd never expect reach out and say things and that are comforting and make you feel like you're not alone and oh how ridiculous that was but what's crazy is like anywhere i went for like six months i walked into a room and you would just know that people were like that's the girl that's the sweatshirt girl oh
0: what a terrible feeling
1: every time i went anywhere and so i was just like whatever i'll have two martinis and a glass of wine i'll be fine (laughs) (laughs)
0: like nobody moves nobody gets hurt it's totally fine But that that's tough. Did you, like, throughout everything that you've been through, over the, you've really fucking been through the ringer over the past few years. Like, you deserve this beautiful yeah, baby. Yeah, thank you. But I'm rainbow. also,
1: like, you know, I'm, like, alive and we're blessed. Right, we have a roof yes. over our head. And then I think, yeah. and then COVID really also made me forget a lot about that because we spent, you know, it was almost like this natural disaster was happening and we were, like, huddled all in here, the three of us, and we were, like, okay, Mm-hmm are you breathing yeah you're breathing okay you're good you're good okay what's going on with your work okay your work is crumbling right today but like maybe in six months that'll change like it was it's just been a lot of like checking in working hard like making sure that we're okay every day and and then really every day we sit down and have dinner together and we're like we're so thankful yeah. we don't have to sell the house right now for you yeah. know at least if shit does hit the family we have the house to sell like but like yeah. really being like actually i think we're gonna be fine you know right and me just like pivoting and coming up with a lot of little business ideas and yeah and just working my butt off and 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 that type of stuff being distracted and 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 being very grateful mm-hmm. you know i always come back to like there's so many people who have it so much worse so right. we're really right. lucky
0: how when did it how long did it take you to come back on the internet? Like to start Instagramming again and kind of just being like Well, I
1: had like fucking contracts I had to fulfill. Yeah, there's
0: <laughs> there's that side that people don't think I about had, yes.
1: I had like a paid fucking partnership that could not be moved. Oh my god. And they didn't care. Like and oh yeah, what was actually really great is a lot of the clients I was working with were like we don't agree with this. Like we're not, you're not like nobody dropped me from anything. They were like, you're great. This is fine. So I was like, that's like such a weird thing to think about is like, okay, well like, how do I like get back on the internet? But but it felt really nice to have like some, some time off of it. And, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, I made a statement that was very heartfelt that I wrote for like two weeks. Mm -hmm. That was like, I was moving too fast. Yeah. Like I didn't dot my T's or dot my T's cross right. my T's right. and dot my I's. Yeah. And this is a really good lesson for me with work moving forward. And, mm-hmm. but it was also so weird. Cause I wanted to be like, hi, that's not yeah. what happened. You're like <laughs>
0: screaming inside being <me>, Like <laughs> I'm apologizing for something, but if you only knew like what really went Hello. down. And yeah. so,
1: and then I had to like post two days after that, like, for, like, a fucking water brand. Right. So then you just you just feel like... And nobody really said that either because now it's just a part of our fucking ether.
0: Right.
1: And this was, like, way before this last year. Like, now everyone has gone through this this year. Yes, this was, yeah. like, oh, this was, <laughs> what, three years ago now? So wow. two and a half years ago at least and still kills me to think about. So totally, it definitely... Now I feel like people are used to this shit. You fucking people get canceled. They make their apology. They start posting their shit and everybody fucking moves on.
0: Exactly. Do you feel like it took the trash out kind of like as far as friends? Like, did you realize kind of who your homies were? Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) What was really cool about that is like canceling the wedding and then having the wedding a year later, I was like, uh not (laughs) not paying for your meal not paying for your meal not paying for your meal (laughs) you're like fuck no you're not invited yeah like 10 people were like not invited to the second wedding jesus yeah you're just like it was it was more so if we hadn't if if that stuff happening I mean, if I didn't receive like a phone call right. from you or like a, how are you taxed in that entire right. year after that, all that happening, then no, you're right. definitely not my friend. Right.
0: How did like, just the last question about this, but how did it manifest itself like in your body, that kind of stress? Did it change um, your
1: health or your weight? Like I, so I don't, I never, I like gain weight with stress cause I eat yeah um, and drink. Yeah. So it was. It was definitely a lot of alcohol consumption. Mm-hmm. Naturally. That's like my. Like I. I don't like throw up or black out or like fall downstairs. But yes. I definitely will be like. Where's the tequila? Like the night my dad died, my mom and I were like, let's have it. Like they took his body, and we were like, we bought, we drank a bottle of wine called the Patriarch that I bought for him for Christmas. That wow. was like a reserve bottle of wine yeah. that we were gonna open like when I got pregnant with a boy or something. You know what I mean? It was right. like this. Right. We were like, let's drink and then literally like there was two and a half weeks in between when he died and his funeral because of shit was this is years ago, but the shit was like full. And we would just like drink at lunch. Like wow. <laughs> you yeah. know what I, But you but I my ulcer it brought you know, I have ulcers and so it was like drinking Pepto Bismol out of the bottle. Yes, a lot of that. <laughs> Certain points and yeah. my mom was really the whole thing was really hard on my mom yeah my mom was like crying a lot and being really like well how why is this happening like i can't like she was really upset by it I'd
0: like, hello it's her baby yeah that's just being dragged through the mud
1: so that was really that was like sad too right. but then that made me have to be strong for her it was a lot of me yeah. having to like be strong yeah. when Sounds i like didn't to want to
0: extremely strong and sometimes yeah but
1: it's good it's like life lesson stuff and now yeah. i'm like when you get pregnant it's like, okay, don't lose the baby. Okay. Hope mm-hmm. the baby's born healthy. Okay. Hope the mm-hmm. baby stays alive. Okay. Hope your something doesn't happen to my, like now I'm like paranoid every time he, my husband leaves the house. I'm like, you can't die in a car accident. Right.
0: Like,
1: now it's like yes. protect, you know? So I'm very yes. aware that like anything can happen at any second to take yeah. anything away from any of us. Mm-hmm. And so I just try to be like very grateful and loving every day. And
0: I feel like you do that. I feel like it just radiates from you. Truly. Thank you. No bullshit. I feel like it really, you can feel like that gratitude, you know? Thank you
1: so much. Cause I really feel, and also by the way, like, you know, I've had a lot of negative self-talk a lot in my life. So I just think it's a good lesson for anyone because it just attracts more. It just attracts light. Yeah. That's
0: something that I'm really working on is like, it's so hard to kind of know sometimes like the difference between your intuition and negative self-talk. Totally. You know, it's I like, hate that. Ugh. And I'm like, are you trying to protect me or like just trying to ma- send me down a shame spiral? You know, I
1: know. I know. Like, we get that so question hard. a lot on the podcast of girls being like, I don't know if I'm spiraling or it's this is my intuition.
0: Hard. <laughs> my negative self-talk is so articulate and like powerful. It just scares the shit out of me. Sometimes. It's
1: the only like, thing we're not supposed to do. I do it all the time too.
0: Yes, I know. I do it constantly too. <laughs> okay. We're going to take a quick break and then finish up. So first of all, thank you for sharing that. I know it's like hard to go back to that shit and I hate no, to make okay. you go back to it, but I really appreciate it.
1: Um, hopefully no and now I'm like hopefully there's not like one sentence of this like it's takes out of context and used against me but then I'm like I have to live my life
0: right right no I just think we all go through a version of that you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like just where you feel like everyone turns against you or like you just feel misunderstood whatever so it's like those a lot of the feelings that you felt are universal in so many ways you know yeah totally what is a topic or concept that you wish women, either like in your industry or just in general, like talked more openly about with each other?
1: I don't know. I feel like now I actually like read something in the New York Times a couple of weeks ago that was like it was like influencers using vulnerability as like a oh, popularity. And I was like, honestly, I don't care. That's a good thing.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's like I really do feel like we are moving towards a more authentic And if you want to use your anxiety and panic attacks, like, thank God, I need that. You know what I mean? Like, I need to hear that you go through that.
1: Like, if I think about, like, every girl who's, like, very famous on Instagram that I follow, I can tell what, I can tell, like, a triumph they've all been through. Like, you know, someone has PCOS or somebody has endometriosis. You know, I I think it's all... Because how can you
0: connect with anyone without going into that? I mean, you and I both are doing podcasts about it, basically, vulnerability (laughs) and that kind of thing. But, yeah, it's like, how do you you can't connect and it's like i don't care about your fucking six like i don't care about everything that worked and went right for you it's like totally how is supposed to help me
1: i think that i think that we're in a in a good spot like industry yeah. i mean god there's so much that needs to change but it's right. all out there now right you know right. what i mean
0: right what is something that people that follow you on instagram would be surprised to know I feel like we know everything from following you, but is yeah. there anything that like you're like nothing
1: that I still sleep with my teddy bear?
0: oh, do you like your childhood. yeah, life? that's right there, yeah, every night. I still sleep with my blankie from childhood you do,
1: childhood. <laughs> yes,
0: I'm like, I'm just as crazy,
1: yeah <laughs> yeah, i like I sleep holding her every night and if if there's if Davide's had a bad day, I'll be like, you can hold her tonight. What's her and name her... when she, I was little, I called her baby Lisa, I don't know what. <laughs> i like, I'm always embarrassed to say that because I wanted I a little it. sister.
0: Yeah, it's cute. But now at least you're going to have a baby. So you have like an excuse for carrying around a teddy bear if you need to. I
1: know. You know. And my husband, when he, we're in a weird, I've been working out every morning. So he makes the bed and he. Fuck, pro- can we
0: talk about your workouts? Sorry. Just like. Yeah. You're an impressive <laughs> fucking pregnant person
1: if you it's honestly not it looks anyone could do it if you have to show up because like you have like signed up for a class like you're gonna do it and i didn't you and like the more you work out the more you want to
0: right it's true
1: it's not like every day I'm like, oh my god, I can't imagine. Like, it's yeah, I'm not- like, can I have some of that? Like, I
0: need some of that. You
1: know. Honestly, I like. I'm eating really well. I'm drinking a lot of water. Yeah. I like started to feel tired last week. My acupuncturist, who's like very affordable, gave me some very affordable supplements for my adrenals, mm-hmm. and I just feel really good. And it honestly, and now thinking about that and I don't want this to trigger anyone but I when I think about certain people who are like pregnancy is like was like the worst and so hard for me. Mm-hmm. You know how when you eat like a bunch of, you know, you have like a decadent meal yeah. and you just are like laying in bed and you're just like whoa. Yep. So if you're doing that every day while you're pregnant,
0: yeah. You're going When your
1: like body so. is already, I mean in your first trimester, you're creating 8,000 cells a second. Holy shit. And it's not like it's going to affect your baby in a negative way. Everyone's fine. Yeah. But, like, I'm talking about me- like how it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel better if I'm eating foods that, like, last weekend we had, like, fried chicken and chocolate chip pancakes. Yeah. I'm still... Yeah, you just... But it was a Sunday and I could take a nap afterwards. Yes, yes,
0: yes. You know? Just knowing that it's going to affect the way that you're able to live your life, what you put in your body.
1: Totally. I know that anything can happen during the course of her birth. And I am whatever we need to do to get her out safely. So I have my birth plan is not a birth plan. It's just yeah. my midwife is coming here. We're going to stay here as long as we can until we go to the hospital. Yep. And hopefully it goes well but I do know that I feel like I'm training for an event that needs that requires physical yes <laughs> it ph- is. physical labor literally so yes, I'm think, like oh great to say the like, least.
0: like yeah totally so I'm like very for, like, confident going into that yeah because you're putting in the work
1: yeah and then like I know it'll I, I know hopefully I'll have more energy after her birth to like go on long walks and like get out of this house and like it also breaks up the day being in quarantine it's like another thing i can do because... yes Co- yeah I like... <laughs> Fuck.
0: just to maintain your sanity
1: because i just started going i this when restaurants opened i was like we're i'm going to dinner so like i can't yeah. yes. and we have not seen and we have not done shit and we get tested every thursday Yeah. and we've been sticking to our pod we get 10 people get tested every thursday and it's like our parents involved so yeah. there's like three friends in the pod. And then it's like family members. And we've been doing that for like five months. And I'm like, it's time. Yeah. So now we're like going to restaurants and stuff. And, and I feel because I was not leaving, so the working out was like a, a literally like a thing I could do.
0: Totally, and <laughs> like you're about to have this new being in your life. That's like it's very hard not to put yourself third, you know, when your baby comes or whatever to a fall. I'm also probably... not
1: taking maternity leave,
0: right? So you're like, I got to be in tip top shape for
1: this. Yeah. Shit. yeah, I just need to be able to to be physically a little bit more available, you know?
0: Yeah. So uh, that kind of answers this question, but I wonder if there's another way, what I always ask, like, what is a way in which like not self-care bullshit, you know, like self-care is great and there's a place for that. But as far as self-help, what are mm-hmm. you currently doing to improve yourself or improve your life?
1: I've been really thinking about who I am as a person and how my daily actions are going to rub off. Like, okay, so you're like, you get pregnant and then you have all these intentions for your child. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we want her to be. Her number one thing is we want her to be empathetic and polite Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and nice. Yes. And sweet. Huge. Huge. So that means I have to be empathetic, (laughs) nice, polite, and sweet. Yes. (laughs) And as a group of the three people who live in this home, this is what we talk about all the time, which means there's no snapping at each other. Right. There's no raising voices. There is no. That's hard Under, in Italian. Undermining each other. Right. There was only love and support and mm-hmm. uh, like restrain. And mm-hmm. So that's what I'm working on is like if I'm going to have expectations for this child to be this thing, like I have to be all of those things. Otherwise, that's, I'm just fucking hypocrite. Right. Yeah. And I've seen like little kids who they don't come up with just shitty things to say. You know what I mean? So it's they like, if I <clears throat> mean, if I snap at my husband, like she's going to be like, oh, he's not like, I, oh, if I, if I'm continuously like talking down or snapping to Davide, it's going to yeah. click in her head that like his rank in this home is not top notch totally. and she's going to start speaking to him that way. And
0: they're so perceptive.
1: Like they pick they're up. They're so every fucking per- like yeah. perceptive. These little right. fucking it's little shit. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> that's like a big that's a big one. But, like, I snapped at Davide today, but it was, like, really funny because his, like, soccer game wouldn't go on while he was, like, making his lunch. And I was, like, rebooting the internet. Yeah. And I was, like, okay, I'm, like, redoing this Google Pod, and then I'll go do with that other one. he's, like, I'm, look, the the internet isn't working. And I was, like, are you fucking for real? I just am telling you. I'm walking you through the steps. And he went, he just went, like, sorry, I'm too focused on my soccer game. And I was, like, it's okay, but, like yeah the game's playing also so I don't I don't even know what you want the faster internet right now like (laughs) I'm working on it but I said it in like a funny way and I hope that she'll be like have one like you know I hope that she'll pick up on like being funny
0: no I think that that's yeah because like my parents had this very sweet intention to not fight in front of us or at least in front of me I have three older siblings I can't speak for them they got divorced when I was 15 so like that obviously did not work out (laughs) But it like left me like very, like my boyfriend grew up in a normal family, you know, they would have a fight and then they'd get back together. So like he learned like conflict and resolution so much totally. better than I did. Like we get in a fight and I'm like, it's over. I got to pack the bags. You know, like I didn't understand because like my parents never did it in front of us. Like I didn't understand that you can get really mad at someone and frustrated and then love them two seconds later. Totally. You know, so it yeah. is, there is that balance where it's like you need to show your kids a little like
1: That is such a hard feeling when you get into a fight, and on your end, you're like, Our relationship is over. And he's like, We're fine. We just had an argument.
0: Yes. Or like if he needs to take a walk around the block, and I'm like, Okay, I need to pack his bag. He's never coming back. Yeah. Yeah, It's like maybe it's like (laughs) abandonment issues in my own self, but that always comes out for me. Mm. But we are done. That's it so where can everyone find you what i mean everyone probably knows your instagram handle by now but where can <laughs> everyone find you what are you doing uh,
1: just pia baroncini and then uh on there it's all the stuff there's lpa everything. the podcast yes. we're launching a ceramic and olive oil company and my Ooh. husband's yeah and then he makes all the cashmere stuff
0: oh, incredible yeah you, all the things okay so was thank trying. you so much for doing this Seriously, oh my god thank, thank you, you for having me this was so fun you are just as fun as you as everyone thinks truly i always like...
1: feel like i talk too much though
0: oh you are a dream podcast guest <laughs> thank a you. dream
1: but
0: we can we can end now <laughs> Guys, I just loved every minute of that conversation. I just think that she is incredible. I love her honesty and her openness. I find it to be so refreshing and inspiring, quite frankly. But now that we've listened to this long episode, we've all worked up an appetite, I'm sure. And I'm going to go make a big bowl of pasta in true Pia fashion. Maybe I'll even have a glass of wine for her, you know? And I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. I always appreciate it so much. And please rate and subscribe to the podcast because that's how we grow. And if you want to continue the conversation, I'm on Instagram at Jade iamine, And I'll see you there. See you guys next time. Bye.